plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast for the Carolina Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. James Bradbury back at practice for the Carolina Panthers, but no Michael Orr. However, the bye week doth bring us hope, or brings the Carolina Panthers hope anyway. After a 1-5 start, the Panthers were back at work following their bye week as they prepare for the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday, a 1 o'clock kickoff. Don't forget that game has been moved to 1 o'clock. The NFL moved it a few weeks ago. And uh, the the Panthers, of course, looking to break a four-game losing streak. They get some of their guys back at practice today. Most notably, James Bradbury, the cornerback, who has missed the last couple games with a turf toe injury, was back on the field practicing. He looks like he will be ready to go for Sunday's game against Larry Fitzgerald and the Cardinals. Also, even more help in the in the secondary. Looks like cornerback Robert McLean, the other starting cornerback, or at least that's what we assume. He'll be the other starting cornerback. It could be possibly Darrell Worley. But Robert McLean also back to work after missing the last game with a hamstring injury. So good news there in the secondary. As well, Leonard Johnson, who has been on the NFI, the non-football injury list, did practice again. So it looks like he is rounding into shape following that ham, uh, that uh, Achilles injury. Now the Panthers have until Saturday to make a move on Leonard Johnson and decide whether to bring him up to the uh, active roster. I don't see there's, how there's any way that he won't be promoted to the 53-man roster because the Panthers need all, all they can get right now in the secondary. It's been such a rough year for them defensively. But if you can get back James Bradbury, Robert McClain, and Leonard Johnson can bring you something as a nickelback, uh, that's at least maybe a step in the right direction. And perhaps that was one of the reasons for Ron Rivera's optimism today. I asked Ron Rivera, I said, listen, do you feel like this team can still make the playoffs? 90 out of 91 teams previously who started 1-5 since the league went to that uh, 12 game, uh, twelve team format have not made the playoffs. 90 out of 91 have not made the playoffs. The only exception was last year's Kansas City Chiefs. So history is not working with the Carolina Panthers. However, Ron Rivera said, oh yes, absolutely. Absolutely. He said, why not? We have 10 games to go and you never know if we can take care of our business and do our job. He feels like the team can make the playoffs. Well, certainly a long way away, but at least some positive news for the Panthers getting those guys back. That's not all. The Panthers also returned first-round draft pick Vernon Butler to the field today from practice. He he has missed the last three games with a high ankle sprain. So Big Vern, and believe me, Big Vern is a is Big Vern. He is a huge man, big wide body guy, just enormous man. Uh, he was back at practice. Talked to him for a little bit after practice. He said he is feeling good and ready to go for Sunday. So he should be back on the field. Of course, he'll be coming in as a reserve role behind uh, Starla Tulele and K1 Short. Also 
returning for the Carolina Panthers, Paul Soleil. He is back, and uh, that gives him even more added depth. Uh, he missed the game against the New Orleans Saints before the bye week, so he will return. And everybody else was practicing except for Michael Orr, as I said, who remains in the concussion protocol. Huge concern. That's the downside. The starting left tackle for the Panthers is still out in the concussion protocol. Orr has missed three games now since turning, uh, since walking in on a Friday before the Atlanta Falcons game, which was uh, the end of um, actually the end of September when he walked into there and did not play in the October 2nd game against Atlanta. He walked in on Friday, told coaches his head was just not feeling right. He got evaluated, was placed in the concussion protocol, has not been able to shake this. Ron Rivera was asked about it today. He feels like Orr is making progress, but is not quite all the way back and is not quite ready to play, uh, at least at this point. So he remains in the NFL's concussion protocol, and this is beginning the fifth week for Michael Orr to remain in the concussion protocol. Not that Rivera has ruled out Orr for this week. I wouldn't go that far yet. But it's certainly not a good sign that he's not been able to get out on the field yet. And Rivera didn't give us any indication that he's like really close. So it could be another week. It could be another two weeks. We just don't know. We just don't know. Luke Keekley missed three games last year. So you just don't know. You just don't know how long Michael Orr is going to be out. And it's, it's, it's a hard thing to figure out. Hard thing to figure out, certainly. But if that's the case, Mike Remmers will be back at left tackle again this week, and Daryl Williams will be over at right tackle. That's how they lined up today, and that's how they will line up moving forward until Michael Orr is able to return. It's not the best of situations, but sometimes that's what you got to do. Outside of that, everybody is healthy. The only other player to miss practice today was Devin Devin Funches, and that was for personal reasons. So he's expected to be back this week and back uh, on the field Sunday when the Panthers host the Arizona Cardinals at 1 o'clock at Bank of America Stadium. Cam Newton looked good in practice today. He was very upbeat, was uh, doing his usual dancing before practice, firing guys up in the huddle. with his own, Each guy has an individual handshake that Newton does before they start practice. So it goes around to everybody in the, in the, in the huddle, usually starting with one of his offensive linemen, and gives them each a different different little uh, move. It's either a you know, pump into the fist or a little dance, or everybody has, has their own signature move that Newton does with them. It's kind of the way he bonds with them before practice. It's kind of neat. But Newton was out there doing his thing. He looked good running the ball. Uh, he looked good throwing the ball. He looks like he is going to benefit from this week off. I think you're going to see Cam Newton start to take his game to a new level. Of course, he played well in the second half against the Saints before the break, so it could be a carryover. But you got to remember, too, this is, a, this is an Arizona team that is no joke on defense anymore. This team has only allowed nine points in its last two games. So to the Jets, they gave up three. To the um, Seattle Seahawks, they gave up six. And that was in overtime. So it's really nine quarters they've allowed nine points. The last nine quarters they've allowed nine points. That's one point a quarter. That's pretty darn good defense for Bruce Arians' team. 
So I'm a little surprised that the Panthers put up 38 against the Cardinals on Sunday, as they did against the Saints. A little bit tough, tougher defense this time around. But this offense has got to get going early. Really wouldn't surprise me if they go to uh, sort of a no-huddle, hurry-up look to start the game, just to kind of get in a rhythm against this team. Traditionally, West Coast teams do not play well in 1 o'clock kickoffs on the East Coast. But we'll find out if that changes on Sunday against the Cardinals. Of course, this is a rematch of the NFC Championship game from a year ago, which the Panthers clobbered the Cardinals here at home to move on to the Super Bowl. Uh, As Ron Rivera said today, possibly his team had just peaked at that point, maybe peaked a little bit too early before the Super Bowl, and that that was their summit. They reached that summit and they just peaked, uh, very possibly because that was their best game of the year, without a doubt. Everything seemed to go well offensively, defensively, and on special teams for the Panthers that day. Panthers has played a terrific game in that NFC Championship game. People forget how dominant they were heading into the Super Bowl. How they had won their last three home games by like an average of 40 points. It was crazy ridiculous. Uh, so this, this this team was just um, on fire at that point last time they played the Cardinals. But they're a different team right now. It's not last year. This is 2016. And right now the Panthers are desperate and struggling for a win. The Cardinals come in at 3-3 three and three, but having won their last two games. Uh, they got... Uh, uh, excuse me, actually having tied their last game there. But uh, they're 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. So the Cardinals come in needing to stay pace with the Seattle Seahawks. They really should have won that game on Sunday night. However, a botched field goal from from inside of 30 yards at the end of, uh, not the end of uh, overtime, but with about four minutes left in overtime, cost them a chance to to really take a big leap on the, on the Seahawks. And and to, and to catch them in the NFC West, but it just didn't happen. Uh, and then Seattle comes down, and uh, Stephen Hoshka misses his own field goal. So two two terrible field goal attempts, and uh, that game ends in a fitting 6-6 tie, the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Not that Ron Rivera was watching. Uh, he was watching the end of the game, he said, but for the beginning of the concert, it turns out the two-time NFL coach of the year, was actually at a Carrie Underwood uh, Underwood concert, Carrie Underwood concert here in Charlotte. So he, uh, that you know, he decided about halfway through the uh, the show that he would hightail at home and watch the end of the Cardinal Saints game, uh, Cardinal Seahawks game, because as he said, it was just too loud there. <laughs> he said, "I'm an old fuddy-duddy. It was just too loud, so I thought I'd go home and turn up the football." And uh, listen to that and watch that game. So, of course, the Panthers got into reviewing the game film today. Uh, coaches will tell you they don't learn too much from uh, watching games on television. The game footage is a whole lot different than how you break down tape. But So the Panthers will, will head into this game rested, fairly healthy, outside of Michael Orr, their left tackle. And that's good news. The energy, again, was high at practice. The energy in the locker room was high. Uh, it was almost as if this big black cloud had been lifted from this team. Uh, maybe they realized, all right, listen, now we're just playing with house money right now, and nobody's expecting us to make the playoffs. We're just going to kind of go do something that only one other team has done before, and that was the last year's Kansas City Chiefs coming back from 1-5 and five to make the playoffs. It's going to be a tall order, there's no doubt, but it's it's certainly possible. It's certainly possible, but they've got to get on a win streak. 
and they got to get on win streak right now. As I said, Cam Newton back looks healthy. Jonathan Stewart also look for the Panthers to feature the running game with Jonathan Stewart as they move forward. Big point emphasis will be running the football. Rivera and his coaching staff spent all of last week self-scouting outside of the Carrie Underwood concert. <laughs> they self-scouted, and one of the things Rivera talked about was turnovers. The Panthers are a minus eight in the plus uh, in the takeaway giveaway category. Minus eight, really struggling after leading the league last year. They have just not been able to take away the ball in defense and give it to the offense in a great position. Now the defense has scored two touchdowns, so it's not like they haven't done anything. Shaq Thompson has a touchdown. Kirk Coleman has a touchdown. So the defense has scored. The defense has put them in position on occasion. But in the last six games, they have not been able to do it. They have not been able to turn the ball, force some turnovers, and give the ball back to the offense in a decent situation. And also, the offense has been turning the ball over at a rapid rate. Too many mistakes. If they can turn that around and get that on the plus side, then the Panthers got a chance. They got a chance. But they got to turn around on the takeaway giveaway category or else they're going to be in a whole lot of trouble. Defensively, of course, this team has just struggled getting off the field against the pass. They've been doing a decent job against the run but just have not defended the pass well. We've talked about it at length with the lack of a pass rush and the young secondary. Both of those things have been problems, thorns in the side of the Panthers, if you would. Not been able to pressure the quarterback, Coney Ealy, with no sacks, two quarterback pressures all year. Charles Johnson has actually gotten some pressure with 12 quarterback pressures, but uh, he only has a half sack. So those guys need to get to the quarterback, and on the flip end, on the back end, the Panthers got to get better coverage from James Bradbury, who's returning, and Robert McClain, who's returning. And hopefully for them, Leonard Johnson will be a big boost at, at the nickel position. We do not know exactly what the Panthers are going to do with Bradbury and McLean returning. Ron Rivera said he wouldn't get into that today. But it would look like that Bradbury will definitely start at one of the cornerback spots. And the other spot will likely be open between um, either Daryl Worley or the veteran Robert McLean, who started the Super Bowl last year. Look for Leonard Johnson to play some nickel. And if Worley ends up starting opposite Bradbury, then Johnson could start there or Robert McLean could start at the nickel. So it could be up at uh, the battle between those two veteran guys. Either way, somebody's got to step up in that secondary. And then the Panthers certainly need some help in the secondary where Trey Boston has struggled at safety. We expected uh, Michael Griffin would play the whole game against the Saints. He did not. Actually, Trey Boston played the whole game. So they stay with Trey Boston, but the last two times Trey Boston has been in there a significant amount of, of time. The Panthers gave up two huge passing totals, 503 yards to Matt Ryan, 465 yards to Drew Brees, eight touchdowns. So that safety help has not been there. Big question will be if the Panthers are going to start blitzing more. 
you leave the, the, the cornerbacks exposed when you do that to more one-on-one coverage. Not sure that's the best, best strategy. Panthers have been blitzing a little less this year because of that. Because of needing those guys, needing to help those guys in coverage. When they have tried to blitz, they've gotten burned some. It's why they've allowed nine plays of more than 40 yards a season. It's why that's one of the worst stats in the league. So the Carolina Panthers got to figure out something defensively. Sean McDermott, I'm sure, spent most of his his weekend scratching his head on coming up with things that they could do to slow down the opponent. The key to stopping the Cardinals is to cut off the snake at the head, and that's David Johnson. He does everything. Watching the game last night for the Cardinals. I mean, he touches the ball 31 times, 25 carries. I mean, he just he is he's a workhorse for them. He's in on like every play, it feels like. Panthers use a running back rotation. Mm, not so much with the Cardinals. Johnson's in there about every down. He can run the ball. He can throw the ball. Uh, sorry, he, he can run the ball. He can catch the ball. And he's got young legs, so he can keep going. He's got young legs, and young legs in, a, in this league is a good thing. So, David Johnson, stopping him, certainly the key for the Panthers. Now, Carson Palmer is hot and cold. He has been cold this season. He has not played particularly well all year long. The Cardinals were held the ball for more than 46 minutes on Sunday night, which was like ninth best, I think, all time in the NFL. Ninth best. Yeah, ninth best. Yet they only scored six points. That's who, that shows how much the offense is just struggling to move the ball in the red zone. Their special teams has been a nightmare. If this game comes down to an Arizona field goal, you know, I think you got to almost feel pretty confident for the Carolina Panthers. Cardinals kicker, uh, Charles Cantanzaro, just has struggled. He has struggled all year long, as have the Cardinals on special teams. Bruce Arian just scratching his head, ready to pull out his hair, and cannot figure out why they have struggled so much on special teams. And it keeps happening time and time again. Be shocked if the Cardinals do not bring in outside kicking help this week to at least try out, at least, after that miss. I mean, yeah, I know they say a game is not won and lost on one play. It's not one loss on the final play of the game necessarily. In this case, good gosh, it really is. It really is. Because if you're a kicker and you're paid that money, your lone job is to put it between the uprights. Hey, I understand if you miss one from 50. I get it. But if you miss one from 28, you know, uh, you know that's on you. That's on your kicker. And, uh, oof. Now, I did make one from 45 earlier in the overtime. And he also hit it one from 46 in the second quarter. But he clanked uh, 24-yarder. I've been saying 28. I'm sorry, 24-yarder. 
off the left upright with 319 left in overtime. I just missed it. No excuse, Cantanzaro said. Just came out a little bit too fast. Didn't stay on it. No excuse for those. The team played the tails off. I feel bad, but I have to move past as fast as possible, no matter what. I know I make that kick 999,999 times out of 1 million. But he didn't make it when he needed. So, Cardinals special team, something to look at as we head into this game. I do appreciate you listening to the Lockdown Panthers podcast. This is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are here every Monday through Friday to take you through all the happenings in the Carolina Panthers world. 20 minutes, anytime you want to download it. That's why this podcast is the best. You can download it in the morning. You can download it in the at night, in the afternoon. Whenever you want to listen to it, whatever you want to catch up on the Panthers, just download it and you are all caught up. No commercials usually, <laughs> unless we have our sponsors. And if you are interested in sponsoring, lockdownpanthers at gmail.com. Email me. I'll get you in touch with the right people. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk at you again tomorrow. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.